the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the uh, next couple of hours, if you want to talk cars, you can. We're going to start off with the phone number, 602-508-0960, but today is story time. We're going to start off with story time. A hundred years ago, Mark and Renee bought a motorhome in the 90s, and we were heading to California and we were outside of the border, Arizona border, on Arizona side. And we, we were on a four-lane road, but the left side of the road uh, had the opposing lanes, but then there was a big cliff there. So we're driving down the road, and all of a sudden, um, and, and there's trucks all around me, big trucks all around me. And all of a sudden, the left front tire blows. Um, we're heading towards the <laughs> the edge. God was with me. I recovered. And all I remember is that on the CB radio, I heard this guy say, come on over, motorhome, come on over, motorhome. And so I pulled off to the right, and I looked and could see that the trucks had slowed down to give me room to gather myself up and get off to the road on the right. So anyway, we had a blowout. We had some damage to the coach. We changed it, and that was it. Fast forward some months or a year later, we're going into Albuquerque on the 40, and all of a sudden, one of the rear tires blows out and damages it. Now, these are Goodyear tires, and they're called G159s. The G159 was created in the late 90s, early 2000 year, and it was a tire that was predominant on motorhomes. At the time, I worked for Goodyear Belts and Hose Division, and so I had two blowouts. Actually, we ended up having three, but I had two blowouts. I had some cosmetic damage to the as the tire flopped around inside and damaged the paint and stuff like that. And I requested Goodyear to to make good and provided the tires, and they said it was my fault. And so at the time, I was working for Goodyear um, doing some media, and so I submitted my resignation. Well, there was a guy named Ron Heller in the Goodyear arena, and Ron came to me and he says, look, he says, I'm going to give you a product credit to cover your motorhome as long as you stay with us. And I thought, that's fine. So this goes this goes this G one sixty nine goes on and, and as an expert I'm starting to get calls about the G one fifty nine blew up and people died and motorhomes crashed and motorhomes rolled and, and I remember one on the the, the uh the Gila Bend Road between Interstate eight and Interstate ten where um motorhome and blows and crosses the lane and kills people and part of the people that died were newlyweds. So I'm involved in these with respect to the maintenance of the tires and motorhome application and stuff like that. This goes on for years and years and years. So probably 
three, four years ago, I'm involved in a case out of New Mexico. And the solar couple's driving down um, 25, and they're heading south from Albuquerque or north, I don't remember. A tire blows, thing rolls over, and people are seriously hurt. Well, at this particular point, the industry kind of knows that this Goodyear G159 ain't working real well. There's lots of suits about it, and Goodyear puts up a fight on every single one, in Mark's opinion. So there's a guy that is a lawyer here in town, um, and he hires me to talk about the maintenance and so forth of the tire. Will him and Goodyear get into it? And it's an ugly situation. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just ugly. And it's in federal court. And the judge ends up disciplining both of them and all kinds of stuff. And, and all this time, Goodyear says that the test results of this tire are missing. And as I remember, it was a computer crash. And the test results are missing. Well, there's this Goodyear employee in the East Coast, and he's told to provide some documentation to a lawyer who's suing Goodyear. So it's probably a paralegal or something like that. So the paralegal sends this data to an attorney in Florida, and he finds out that this data is the stuff that's been missing for all these years. And what a gold mine! because this is what it said. It said Goodyear had tested this tire, and it, it was made specifically for FedEx and UPS and local delivery trucks. Local delivery trucks. But in the year 2000, in the early 2000s, the motorhomes were coming out of the ground, and they were on. And Goodyear said, here, put these on the motorhome. Well, motorhomes weigh more than general delivery trucks. And they go faster than 45, 50 miles an hour. So all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose when this document that Goodyear said didn't exist comes alive. So I'm going to fast forward through all the minutiae. And the number one guy in the tire division is gone. The local attorney has been fired. <laughs> There's been all kinds of people that have been damaged by Goodyear by this thing. Goodyear has paid out millions and millions of dollars because everybody gets to come back and have another shot at them now that this data is there. This G159 tire has been something that Salem won't even touch. I'll give you an example. An attorney friend of mine, his father died, and he brought his Bounder motorhome over to the shop. said, check it out, get it ready to go. My wife and I and the kids are excited. What had G159s on it? So I called him up, and I said, hey, these are death tires. You know, people die all the time because they have these tires. You need to get these tires off. I don't know if I can afford it. And they really looked pretty new. And so he's a good friend of mine. And so I say to him, either you put new tires on it or I am. And I'll put them on, and if you don't want to pay me, you don't pay me. But, I mean, I, I feel that strongly about it. And he goes, well, what are you going to do with the tires? They're brand new. And I said, I'm going to drill a one-inch hole in the sidewall of every single one of those tires, so they'll all six of them, so they'll never see the light of day again because that's a death tire. That's Mark Salem calling it what it is. 
So he says, okay, go, go ahead. And I go, wait a minute. Is it okay? Go ahead and put the new tires on it. Your expense or my expense? And he goes, no, I'll pay for them. So the, this, so the other day, I'm up in Payson, and there's a retired military guy and his wife. They're retired military. And they bought it. He calls me up and he goes, there's a Bounder Motorhome in Payson, and I want you to come with me. I understand you know a little bit about motorhomes. Well, folks, I've owned motorhomes since 1973, and I know motorhomes inside and out. I know 99% of what you need to know about motorhomes. I can fix or diagnose or whatever. So I go with him to look at this motorhome, and it's like it's a 2000 He's buying it from the original owner. It's been stored its whole life, and it has, I don't know, 20,000 miles on it. It's a cherry. And so we're walking around, and we're trying the refrigerator and the furnace and the air conditioning and the generator. It's just perfect. And I think the guy wanted $20,000 for it. And I said, well, you offer him, offer him seventeen. He goes, well, my research says that twenty is a real deal. And I said, well, Mark Salem always offers a little bit. You can come up, but it's hard to go down when he accepts your offers. So anyway, he buys it. But during the inspection, I thought, well, I need to check the spare. I take the tire cover off the rear bumper, and I find a brand new G159. Brand new. Let me say this. Never been on the road. The tire was made in November of 1999. It was put on this coach brand new because it's a 2000. Well, first of all, it's past the 10-year mark. It should have been thrown away a long time ago if anybody knew about it. But they didn't. So he's saying, why are you so uptight about that tire? And I said, that tire has a will kill people. So you need to get rid of it. Oh, no, it looks brand new. I'm going to use it. So I went over to his motorhome. I took the tire off. I took it back to the shop. I take, took the G159. I drilled a hole in the sidewall. I put a new tire on there, and I gave it back to him. And I said, here. She says, well, I'll pay you for it. So we'll work that out. But that's how passionate I am about the G159. But I'm also passionate to know, so that you know, that Mark Salem's opinion is, is this went on way too many years of this lion and lion and lion, and people were killed and hurt. And I rarely get on this kind of a pedestal. But I was involved in this. So people get hurt and died because of this tire. And now the government's involved and now they're letting people go back to the well. And now they're fining law firms and they're fining all kinds of people major dollars. The case I was involved in, the government fined um, uh, somebody, either the, the attorney that was representing Goodyear or Goodyear, like $2.6 million. Find them. So this is a big deal. And here we are 40 years later. No, 20 years later. I'll get my math right. 20 years later, started in 2000. So here we are. And you remember the Firestone 500, and that tire was a miserable failure and was killing people right and left. And everybody remembers the Firestone 500. Everybody does. But this Goodyear G159, the only people that are really in the loop on that is motorhome owners. And that's because those of us that work on the motorhomes if you bring a car in and you don't change out those G159s, I'm not even touching the tires. I don't even want to be involved. I'm not going to do anything but air them up because the last person that touches that's going to be in the lawsuit. So if you have a motorhome, the moral of this stupid story is this. You better look at the tires, and if it says G159, then you need to get that off your coach if you value your family and everybody else on the road 
because that tire is a death tire. Mark Salem says that tire is a death tire, and it has hurt a lot of people. And the thing that winds up my panties on this is, is that the documentation for the testing of this disappeared, and then all of a sudden it shows up and finds out that this is a 45-mile-an-hour tire that uh, should be used in, in delivery, city inner-city delivery services that was sold to the motorhome manufacturers. And here's another problem. The other problem is is that the chassis manufacturers like Spartan that took the tires and put them on the chassis, then Fleetwood and other people built the motorhome on top of it. They were involved in every lawsuit too. So you have the chassis manufacturer, you have the person driving the car, and you have the, the motor coach manufacturer all saying, whoa, wait a minute, this is a pattern failure. So I'm just warning you, if that tire on your motorhome says G159, um, if, uh, if you think that I know anything about this issue, um, then take the tire off. That's the best thing for you to do is just take the tire off. And if you want a really good deal on tires, um, I'm happy to give it to you. I'm not going to extend the I'll replace your tire <laughs> for free because I'm not that smart and I'm not that stupid. But the idea is is that um, it's, a, it's a bad deal. The case that I was on in Scottsdale um, is still going on, still going on because it's an amazing situation and after this came up oof, and you can't believe all hell broke loose that was a happy state in that year for me as somebody called me and said hey they just found the documentation for the g159 well what did it say it's an inner city tire it had like a a a, a 45 mile an hour speed limit 45 or something like that speed limit it was built for that and of course motorhomes drive a little faster 602-508-0960 the storytelling is over you're welcome to give us a call and we'll fix your car or do the best we can phoenix body works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982 that's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, we will discuss the continuing war against the very existence of Israel waged by some Islamic countries, the European Union, the United Nations, and certain members within the United States government. Don't miss this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. 
Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up? Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. In a divided world, we can all agree children should not have to pay the highest price for adults' mistakes. Without a champion, they will and they do. Care Portal is helping change that in Arizona. Care Portal connects church, state, and community for the benefit of local children and families in crisis. Learn more at careportal.org. That's C-A-R-E-P-O-R-T-A-L dot O-R-G. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Well, 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and I've calmed down about my rent. But here's something that, that I, I offer you as well. If you were to Google G159 Kurtz, K-U-R-T-Z, G159, and then the word the name Kurtz, K-U-R-T-Z, you can read all about it. But Jalopnik, I think it's what it's called, Jalopnik, is one of the places that has the best series of facts uh, that you want. And it's really interesting because it's a real good novel. This guy gets caught and he lies about this and he tells the judge this and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty interesting. Anyway, I want to tell you about a repair shop that I can vouch for in every single way. It's Larry Harker's Auto and they're at 38th Avenue in Indian School. I'm really proud to recommend them. Bob and Ellen own and operate Larry Harker's Auto and Ellen's at the front counter. Bob's in the shop. And I want to tell you they have talent that is in the upper 5% of our industry. So if you're in that area and you need an oil change or you need to find out why it sounds like there's a dog barking underneath the hood, Larry Harker's Auto is the place to go. Harold, good morning. How can I help you? Oh, hi, Mark. Great story on those tires. I'm sure you're going to help a lot of people. I Um, hope so. I've got got two subjects. Uh, One is... Um, on the TV the other night, I heard a commentator state that within seven to eight years, 90% of the new vehicles, passenger type, are going to be all electric. Now, if this is true, won't this have a major impact on the car repair business and the auto parts business? Yes, if that happens. But... They have a limited range and probably won't be able to go to New York City in two days. They got they are real fast, at least the one that's predominant out there right now. 
and they're very expensive and they're very nice but really and truly when you start talking about buying an electric car at today's prices at 40 to 75,000 dollars then that turns a lot of people away. You can buy an economy car like a Toyota Corolla or a Camry or a Honda or the small Chevys, Ford, and Dodges, and uh, you're not going to pay nearly that much money, and you're going to have pretty decent fuel economy. So I'm not worried about it a bit because I don't think we're going to get the entire earth to go to an electric car, and even then we're still going to have lawnmowers, and I'm pretty good at that. Okay, my second question is, my daughter decided to purchase a new Hyundai Sonata, and I know nothing about Hondas, and I would like to hear your comments on them. Um, The the Hyundai uh, is, when they first came out, um, they were the biggest piece of horse um, excrement that you could have, but today... They're really good cars. Today, they've learned their lesson. Um, My wife is sitting here next to me. Hyundai, and what's the other one? Let me turn your mic up. Oh, I can't think of it right now, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. There is another sister Korean car there, the Hyundai, but I would not have any problems having my daughter buy one and drive one. They are no different than the really, and then they're in the top 25% with respect to maintenance and dependability. So I know a lot of, I'm going to catch, you know, I'm going to catch a little bit of grief from the the veterans groups and stuff like that. And I understand that, but unfortunately, um, this is a good car. So I, uh, if you want to, if whatever position you take, I don't think it's a good idea to say the car's a piece of crap. (laughs) I guess that's the question. That's the answer. Well, that's what I had heard, that they are much better automobiles today than they were before. Oh, oh I can't tell you. you we, we had, you'd open up the hood, and they'd have, and I'm exaggerating slightly, they'd have a mile's worth of vacuum line in them, and then 100 miles worth of wiring, and they had terminology and stuff like that that, that nobody knew. And the other one's Kia. Renee just came up with that. So well, actually the hun- friend did in text us. Who was that? <laughs> Jim. Oh, bots. <laughs> yeah. Hyundai and Kia. Right. Both of those cars are really good cars. And in Mark Salem's opinion, those are really close. In, in, they're really comparable to the Hondas and the Toyotas. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Well, thank you very much for your help. Okay, good enough. Harry? Harry, doggone it. How are you? Good, fine. Hey, <laughs> I, uh, I was glad you did a revisit on those uh, um, motorhome tires, the Goodyear's. I wonder if you can kind of extend that a little bit with the trailer tires. I know uh, Goodyear Marathons, I had those on the travel trailer I had, and I had a period where I went through about, oh, three or four um, tires in about a 2,500-mile period and i had them all you know aired up properly and i used your gun deal but uh they just kind of went away and i kind of found that they were made in different countries too canada australia you know the u.s and then finally of course china yeah um trailer tires st standard trailer tires that's the the, the letters before um they have always been designed to run at 45 to 55 miles an hour. And so when you, 
I'm not even going to say you. When Mark Salem is running a trailer and running at 70, 75 miles an hour, I'm really putting those tires into an area they're not supposed to be. And then depending on the load and how hot they get, the glue comes apart somewhere between 200 and 220. So that tire is going to die at 220 thereabouts or if not before. So we have all this movement. Now today some of the ST tires will handle the speed and handle the load and they're very dependable. But you're talking about a tire I'm really familiar with, the Marathon. And I'm, along with you, have experienced a significant amount of trader tires. But let me let me say this, and then if you if you want to talk about it more, then we'll do it after the top of the break. When we go to Payson, from the time you get on the B line at Gilbert, all the way, and I think that that mile marker is somewhere around 190, something like that, and you get to Swore Lake at the mile marker 200. On the way there. It, the roadway looks fine and all that kind of stuff. On the way, on the other side of the freeway, it's littered with trailer tires. And if you look at the roadway, it's grooved. It's unusually grooved. And that's where the tire blows off the boat trailer and the rim goes on the ground and grooves the pavement. Those of you that drive the B-Line, you, you look and you'll see exactly what Mark Salem sees. Renee, yeah. you ever see that? Yes, I've seen that a lot. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that you were awake. Oh, yeah, I'm awake. And last night we were coming up and so many just passenger car tires that were flat and people on the side of the road. You're right, you're right. There was a lot of flat tires last night when we came in here. There was a lot of cars off the side of the road with their four-way flashers on. But, but Harry, um, you're right. Most of us are using P-metric passenger car tires. But I want to comment about, you know, China and... uh, uh, Australia and, and all the different places. So when we come back if, with permission, and you can stay through the break because if you have anything okay. else, I'll Sounds take good. you. But um, it's the tires, this this China thing, and the Japanese thing that pre, you know prefaced all this kind of stuff and where it's made and what that 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 that. I want to talk to that because <clears throat> that's not something I deal with because I'm comfortable with that and. One of the things that I'll tell you is is that there's reason that I'm comfortable putting those kinds of parts on your car. We'll be back in a minute. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Listening to 960 The Patriot Online doesn't mean you have to sit at your desk. If you're on the run, doing housework, or on your drive home, 960 The Patriot is at your fingertips wherever you are or whatever you're doing with the Patriot app. The Patriot stream is now sponsored by Guns Etc., an A-plus company working together to bring you an A-plus listening experience. Download the app today at your app store. It's the best way to listen to your favorite shows no matter where you are. Brought to you by Guns Etc. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team? 
And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your fly. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. All about that. Well, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, Mark Salem sitting here with Renee Salem. We've been business partners since 1979. Way too long. Way too long. And uh, just get your mic a little closer to your mouth. Come on, you want me to be really loud. I do. And right there is good, right there. Okay, talk loud. Hello. Okay. Okay. Hello. Anyway, um, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I have a list of best car repair shops, and I've had this list since 1988. Here's my promise to you. If you have a problem with one of the shops, and the, the complaint goes through some kind of courtroom somewhere, and if the shop is found at fault, I will reimburse you up to $5,000. So if you have a transmission that fails, and the guy won't make it right, and um, he, he gets kicked off, and if somebody like the Better Business Bureau says he's wrong, then I pay you $5,000. It's never happened. Never happened since 1988. They're good guys. Kurtz Automotive, I-17, and Bell is the same king. Been around since 1987, does gas and diesel. And between him and Eric, they can fix anything. So if you're up in the I-17 and Bell Road area, it's a good place. Harry. Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I think you recommended, too, that... Uh 
you could go to a, uh, a heavy-duty truck tire in place of the uh, the trailer tires, and where you could have a little more than sixty-five miles an hour. I think. Uh, I think you well, have the limit of trailer tires. It's this, Harry, and most people don't know this and don't do it. The trailer holds eight thousand pounds, so we know that some of it's going to be on the tongue, but we have to have eight thousand pounds of tires. Well, the P metric tires, which passenger cars. It's what we use. P-metric tires is on passenger cars, and Renee drives her Ford Edge at 150 miles an hour. So we know the P-metric will handle speed. A lot of guys put P-metric tires on their trailers so they can go a little faster with comfort. Here's the sin. you got a 14,000-pound trailer with three or four quads on it, and you got 10,000 pounds of tires underneath it. Then the tire blows out, and they blame me. Oh, you're wrong. Oh, well, let's go weigh your trailer. Let's go weigh the trailer and give me the the you know the the weights on all your quads and then let's weigh your trailer and let's see what kind of gross vehicle weight that is. So there's there's some mathematics that go along there, but it's something to easy. Now let's talk about offshore stuff. Everything offshore is made to the United States company's specification. They make it offshore because it's cheaper. And by the time they ship it back here and they put it on your car, there's all these people in the food chain, including the installer, Mark Salem, that make money. We don't make more money, but the guy who brings it from China here or from Korea here. It's also important to know that the Ford trucks have Hitachi Hitachi ignition and fuel Fuel delivery systems. and, And then they also have Denso rotating electrical, which is starters and alternators. They come from there. Now, we sell lots of Toyo tires, and people are a little bit worried about that, but Toyo has a factory in Atlanta, Georgia. My son Alan's been there. He said, Dad, it's the most sophisticated place you've ever seen. If They, they test every single tire. If a tire go, is, is bad, they stop the line. They pull the backwards 10,000 or whatever tires, and they just start all over again, and they figure out what's wrong, and they fix it before they make another tire. He said, Dad, it's the most amazing place you've ever seen, and they air up and spin and check every tire. So, and they use American workers, and they use American rubbers, but it says Toyo on the side. So, you're right, there are some what we call rag tires, but they usually have a name that you and I have never heard before, <laughs> and and they're really cheap. So, um, that's it, okay? Okay, thank you. All righty, Terry, thank you very much. Sue, you're up next. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Well, first, I wanted to say thank you. From sometime last fall, my elderly neighbor had given you a call regarding his older Camry. It's a maybe a 02 or something. He had some weird thing with his trunk latch and some weird thing with his lighting. And he said, hey, I called up that Mark Salem guy, and he was so helpful, and he told me where to go, and I got it fixed. So, <laughs> yeah. appreciate I, I, that. <laughs> I, get, I get great joy out of that. Thank you for making yeah, my day. Yeah, I thought thank so you. was. Good, 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 good. Well, I have a 2015 Toyota Sienna. I had the battery replaced by AAA. I know I've heard you talk about batteries in the past, but mm-hmm. it's convenient, so I just let them do it. But I noticed somewhere around October, they didn't replace the little battery holder thing, so it slides up on the hill. And that's the first thing. And then I noticed that my overflow coolant lid cover thing, whatever it is, the cap mm-hmm. for it, must have been carted off by the pack rats at some point in time, too. So... Those two things are fairly important. Where would be the best place to replace those oddball little things? 
Um, I I think in this particular case, and, and I don't do what I'm telling you to do, but I think I would stop by CarQuest, AutoZone, Napa, or O'Reilly's. Now, up here in Payson, a couple of them are really helpful, really good. They got old guys with gray hair. So you yeah. pull up and you walk, you know, go up to the counter and you say, I'd, I'd like the most seasoned guy to step outside. Do you have a cap for that? And can you help me identify what I need to strap my battery down? And at okay. that particular point, um, I feel confident that you're going to get some help. Now, there's some parts authority parts houses, PA, parts authority parts houses, that are starting to pop up all over town, and they sell to the public. And I personally know the people that own and operate those, and they don't pay me to tell you this, but I know they would do that, and I know they're honest and dependable, but I've also given a slap on the back to the other four guys, the AutoZone, the O'Reilly, the CarQuest, and the Napa. Um, There's good people in all of those, but I took my mother-in-law's car over to, where was that, AutoZone in Payson? Um, and she she had a bad battery. I asked him to retest it because it oh, was yeah. the battery. Yes, it was. The manager came out. He goes, yeah, it's a battery. So he pulled the old one out. He brought it out. He cleaned up the tray. He put a new one in there. He put it back together to Mark's complete satisfaction. And he didn't know me from Adam. Mm-hmm. I could have been a shoe salesman or a doctor or something, but most people don't know. I'm, I don't know anything about doctoring except for cars. But the idea is, is that where you is? But I want to say something about the traveling battery salesman's. Can I do that? Sure. I know how you feel about this already, but in case someone else has a yeah. story, carry okay. on. <laughs> I, 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 I see this all the time. It's the battery is bad, and, and then the car comes in because the problem reoccurs and reoccurs. I remember sitting at the Bash's parking lot, and I saw this lady with her hood up. I saw the truck come in. He hooked up his cables. I had already looked at it. I already knew it had a bad connection. I already knew cleaning up the bad connection would fix it. And he sold her a tire and, or a battery, and he cleaned the cable after he put the new battery in it. So I, I was just upset about that because I thought honor and integrity would rule and certainly make a very good friend of the elderly lady that was in in frantic mode. But then again, yeah. thank you, for Sue, for allowing me well, to... Well, I s- did I did know that my battery was bad because you can tell when it's going bad and you think you should do about something about it prior to it actually dying, but I didn't. I just waited till it actually died in the parking lot of the grocery store, which was handy because mm-hmm. it was hot already. It was just the beginning of the pandemic last year. So we could still go back inside the store and wait, <laughs> but, and, but no, I knew, yeah. So I totally knew it was the battery because you can you can and, tell it's going. Well, no, 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 no. I can't let you go with that. You can't tell it's the battery. But here's the here's the end result. If it's not the battery, if it's the alternator, if it's a shorter, if it's a draw, or if it's the alternator belt's loose, you'll figure it out in the next ten days because the battery will be dead again. So. Right. We find that all the time. We find cars come in all the time with new batteries in them, and they've already installed a battery thinking that that's going to fix the problem. The loose alternator belt, the bad alternator, the bad regulator, the trunk light is on and running the battery down, the alternator only putting out 20 amps instead of 60 amps. There's all these problems, and I would say when we run into these electrical problems, the batteries are clearly at least a third to a half of the issues. But we have another 50% that a new battery won't fix, although the battery's dead. 
So the question is, is the battery shorted? Is it dead? And in your case, the proof of the pudding is you clearly said you're happy and you haven't had a problem. So clearly they did replace the battery when it needed. But it's not like you know, because Mark Salem wouldn't know unless he has a voltmeter. And so if Mark Salem's battery went dead, then I'd have my wife lick her fingers and put them on both the battery, positive and negative, and if her hair stood up, then I would know the battery is good. And that's a lie because 12 volts doesn't hurt you. So, and thank she you. would totally do that for you. I know she would. So. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> she won't hold on to the spark plug wire when I'm trying to determine if there's spark. So, it's good deal. It's, all right, thank you, Sue. Thank you very much. Some of the things that we used to play on one another. We used to run spark plug wires from the engine into the. Remember those wire. Um, seats those uh, seat pads that yes. you sat on uh-huh. and they had wire in them and it's supposed to make your butt feel better and all that not kind of stuff. you and me but you and somebody and, yeah. and we would run a, <laughs> we'd run a spark plug wire to there and they'd start the car up and all of a sudden their butt was being bit by a hundred ants and all that yeah. other kind of stuff so we did have fun that was back when the spark was like on a 1 to 25 scale the spark was like a 13 okay okay and I, i'm using some kv numbers but i'm giving it to you in easier numbers so but today today if you get bit by the ignition systems today you're going to cry and be some on the floor. and and you're going to be crying like a little girl and it's entirely possible that the zipper in your levi's won't work and i'm exaggerating slightly but it really hurts. Yeah. So some of the newer model cars have 70 to 100 kV, and the old cars with points and condensers were 10 to 13. So like I said, it hurts on the newer model cars. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be back. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Migrants continue to pour across the border. It's very clear why there's a crisis. It's very clear why thousands of individuals are coming to that border. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Sundays at 7 p.m. on KKNT 960 The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot. I uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. 
I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place, and then they act so surprised when I find them. But I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Well, welcome back, everybody. 40 minutes, 48 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. The phone number is 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We have four lines available. You're welcome to call in, and we'll get you as quickly as we can. Action Auto Repairs at I-17 in Deer Valley. I've known Tom since 1983. I have no problem telling you he's going to treat you good. He knows how to fix cars. He knows how to raise his hands when he does something wrong, like many of the people I know as well as many of the people that I know can't. But it's a great place, I-17 and Deer Valley Road, northwest corner, family-owned and operated auto repair shop. Uh, Henry, good morning. Thanks for calling. Oh, let me give you the phone number one more time, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Henry, how can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Always a pleasure. Thank uh, you. Two quick ones. Do you prefer small displacement, lots of power, or larger displacement, lots of power. A lot of the Kias and Hyundais are doing 1.6-liter turbos. Do you think that's more beneficial in the sense of fuel economy, but working the engine harder than a 5-liter or a 3.7 or something like that? There's no substitution for cubic inches. The bigger the motor, the... Now, it's not fair to to compare a turbocharged 1.8 to a to a normally aspirated 1.8 the turbocharger is like adding five more cylinders so we're we're not you know talking about the same thing but there is no replacement for cubic inches you can take a 1.8 liter and you're never going to make it outrun a 427 so uh, you know it's just it's not going to happen but i like power but if you want fuel economy, then your 1.8 turbocharged uh, motor is ideal. And my yeah. wife can t- testify to that. She has an Edge, yeah. and, and it has a V6, and she has how many miles on it? 120. 120. And the other day she was with her mother, and her mother was driving, and somebody pulled up next to her, and her mother shoved the, the throttle to the floor <laughs> and promptly dusted him up to the speed limit of 75 miles an hour. Sure, and, sure. uh and so, yeah, it's there's no, again, cubic inches, displacement, how big the motor is, uh, makes everything in the world to me. Second point, uh, have you ever seen the process of retreading a tire? Have you ever yes. done that? Yes. I I've had the seen. pleasure of being out in Purcell. I shot a video for them and watching the different ways they do it from 
making the groove with a like a like an oven kind of thing where you stick it in there or applying a belt to it. It's pretty fascinating how they do that in 12 steps and it's ready to go. No, you're right. You're right. We grind off the old tread. Then we cover it with glue and we put ribs in it. Then we put the carcass, the new tread over the top of it. But I don't want anybody to think that Mark Salem says to put a retread on your car because the retreads were way back when the top speed of most highway cars were 45 to 55. You'll blow that tire up in a heartbeat. So, yeah, these and were I for, don't. For semi and mining tires. I mean, a mining tire that's three stories high. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, and, and that goes three miles an hour. But but hauls the weight of a small destroyer, and I'm I'm joking, but people get the idea. No, you're right. Retreading of of industrial tires and to some extent uh, big truck tires is, is an applicable thing. But passenger cars, it's not. And I don't think I've seen a retread on a passenger car in 20 years. So no, I think we're doing okay. Those there. Always a pleasure, Mark. Thank right. you. Thank you, Henry. Action Auto, we talked about Action, but we got Auto Dynamics out in Sun City. A big shop, been around since 1982. They're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. I've known Chuck since 1968-69, and I've got his cell phone. I've got his son's Derek's, and most of us are, are having second generations in our business, and Derek is a fine example of all the good points of his father, Chuck, and he's a fine example of someone who has learned from the bad things from his father, very much like my kids have. Mm. What are you saying? Yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> shaking my head. Yeah, I know. You're sh- they could hear you shaking your head with the marbles <laughs> rolling around. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm you kidding. Today. I'm kidding. 602-508-0960. Gil, would you like to talk to me today? <laughs> well, hello, Mark. I'm just going to stay away for a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Exactly. Okay. All right. Car repair, let, let me explain um, how easy it is to check a battery and an alternator and a starter with a, a voltmeter, okay? You'll never remember this, and you don't know why, but I'm going to take and look at the battery power first, and a fully charged battery is 13 volts. So if it's 9, I'm not even going to try to start it because we need 9.6 to 10 volts to spin the starter. Okay, so you need to know all these numbers. So when you jump start a car, you can't say the battery's bad or the starter's bad or anything's bad till you run some tests. So you put the voltmeter on the battery. It's a 12 volt system, and the battery's showing 13 volts. But the minute you hit the key, the battery voltage drops to six. Well, the battery's bad unless the engine's locked up. So it's bad. The battery can't handle the load of spinning the starter and starting the engine. On the other hand, if it's 13 volts and you hit the car, the key and it just clicks and the needle doesn't move, then you probably got a solenoid problem or you could have a bad connection at the battery. So we have all these dynamics moving. Now, when you check the battery, it should be at 13 volts. And then when you start it up, it should be between 12.8 and maybe 14.5. So we need to have an increase of at least a voltage over battery voltage. So if the battery's at 12, we need to be at 13. If it's 13, we need to be at 14, and we won't go higher than 14. So you can test the alternator, but you have to look at the belt, and you have to spin the alternator with your fingers to see if it slips on the belt. So this electrical systems test, and then the voltage regulator, and then we have to check for shorts and draws. So is the trunk light on? Is the alternator bad because the diodes are fried? And because when you shut the key off, it's the same thing as leaving all the dome lights on or the fans on. I mean, there's all these moving dynamics. But in order to 
properly test an electrical system, you have to see what the voltage is in the battery. And under the best of condition, it has to be close to 13. It has to maintain above 9.6 when you crank it over. The starter can't draw more than a couple hundred amps. So we check the amp draw, and if it's three or four or 500, you go, okay, well, the starter's bad, or the engine's full of peanut butter, or the engine's been overheated, and the load, the excessive amount of electricity we're using to crank the engine over, <clears throat> or it's full of water. <clears throat> you remember when you did that to your car? Yes. Okay, just wanted to remind you. <laughs> so those are all the moving parts. Then when you start the car, we need the alternator to bump up the voltage a little bit. Then we need to see amps between 10 and 100. And so we have inductive amp probes, which have a big ring on them. And so you open the ring, and you wrap the wire, and you close the ring. And now we can read what that wire's talking about. And then after you're all done, then you run a shorts and draws test and make sure that the dome lights aren't on and make sure there's nothing that's consuming the electrical power of the alternator when you're in bed at night. So what's our electrical systems check? Do you know? Oh, oh gosh, I'm so bad because I haven't been to the shop for so long, it seems like. Oh, well, I, I don't have it either, so um, that's that's terrible. Yeah, I but think it's about $40. I think it might be more than yeah, that. Yeah, 40 to 45 yeah. or something like that to test the alternator and starter we, battery. We use the same piece of equipment to right. do it, and our guys, and many guys, if not all the guys in the Valley, can do that quickly. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things that's easy for us to do. We understand it, and we're just looking for bad alternators, bad starters, bad key switches, bad starter solenoids, those kinds all of things. All that stuff. All You've that been stuff. working on that on your trailer out front. Did you ever figure out what the draw was? I'm going to tell you that SOB <laughs> this morning was 12.6. Okay. <laughs> I need it up thir north of 13. I know. Well, that little charger that I have at the end of this show. It's probably I, the charger's I'm fault, gonna, right? <laughs> it's a little bitty thing. It's a hard, hardly bigger than a silver dollar. Yeah, I know. And, and it says, oh, 13, too. That, starter, that little bitty piece of crap isn't even capable of 13, too, all by itself. So I, I've used this little trickle charger to keep the battery up on a trailer and i've been struggling with that because it ain't working so i think you have a short somewhere i don't have a short <laughs> You're, you you live with the car guy <laughs> oh i just want to know were you carrying a voltmeter when you went out and checked that lady's battery at in the uh, parking lot no but i could hear the battery and i knew doggone well i knew doggone well it wasn't oh, the battery could have been both no it wasn't oh okay no it wasn't i walked over and kind of looked at him he had no equipment he just automatically yanked the battery and put a new one in so i i felt bad for her because he didn't test anything okay the road service guys want to sell batteries right that's it and so if if you end up with a problem 24 hours later Oh, oh, well, it, it, it's probably something that happened since the battery, or it was both of them. And when you hear that, you need to flap them, because <laughs> that's what I'd do to my guys if they said something. And it's happened. It's sure. happened. We've missed the alternator. We've missed a, that it's got a, a shortener or a draw or something like that. Mm -hmm. 602-508-0960. We have another hour of fun and frivolity, so you're welcome to join us. And if you have a car question, a motorhome question, a boat question, or if you want me to settle an argument between you and your wife, I am a perfect marriage counselor.